You're listening to To Dine for the Podcast, the Shot Put Media production, presented by MasterCard. Start something priceless. What's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group, Lavazza, and American National Insurance. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Riazul Tequila, referred to as one of the best sipping tequilas on the market. It comes from the highlands of Jalisco, 7,200 feet above sea level. Riazul's agave has a higher sugar content, lending itself to a sweeter taste profile. If you are looking for a true sipping tequila with extraordinary depth after being aged two years in a cognac barrel, you'll have to try Riazul Tequila. Cheers, everyone. To Dine for the Podcast is brought to you by Lavazza. Four generations of the Lavazza family have been working to perfect the art of blending coffee since 1895 with a devotion to making coffee moments special. Signature blend Lavazza Classico with its intensely rich flavor and sweet aromatic notes is a celebration of the Italian way of life in every cup and is available any way you brew your coffee. To Dine for the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. Welcome to To Dine for the Podcast, where we meet the world's most creative and innovative minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is fighter pilot and PGA golf pro, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. Are you passionate about this? Are you good at it? Will it have an impact? And I would say you have to go. You owe that to yourself. You owe it to humanity to go use your gift. Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney is an Air Force fighter pilot and best-selling author who has dedicated his life to meeting sacrifice with hope. He's achieved that goal through Folds of Honor, a nonprofit he started, which provides life-changing scholarships to the families of fallen or disabled service members. Since 2007, the foundation has provided more than 40,000 scholarships led by Colonel Rooney's drive to inspire people to help people. During his time in service, Colonel Rooney flew in three combat tours in Iraq and won the Top Gun Award twice. He's also a Class A member of the Professional Golfers Association and founded two nationally ranked golf clubs. Please enjoy my interview with Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. Colonel Rooney, how are you? Oh man, what an honor to meet you. Thank you so much for being on To Dime For the podcast. It's fantastic to meet you. Oh, I appreciate your time and your talent today. I'm going to start this podcast the way I start all my podcasts by asking, 
where is your favorite restaurant mm -hmm. and why? Okay, my, and my mom's kitchen doesn't count. Right? <laughs> it all, it definitely counts. Your mom's cooking always counts. But specifically, is there, if you're going to take me anywhere as far as restaurants, where would you take me? Yeah, so uh, it's, a, it's an easy answer. So there's a place I live in, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I've been going to celebrate like every significant event there since I was 10. It's the Polo Grill. My buddy Robert Merrifield owns it. And it's just this great combination of food and service. But it, I call it like cowboy hospitality, right? There's nothing pretentious about it. And we've been going there forever to celebrate all of our moments. And, and I still do. I, both my daughters got confirmed a couple of weeks ago. And so we got a table at the Polo Grill. And I was like, you know, it's one of those things in life you can't make old friends. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's one of the reasons I love it. I mean, it's just the experience, the, the food, everything is awesome. But the the way places make you feel, especially as you look back over the walk of your life, and it's like a little time machine for me, having gone to this place to celebrate forever. I love that. And it you really you're absolutely right. Very often it's not the food. It's not the location. It's how a restaurant makes you feel, the hospitality, the service, and it makes the difference, doesn't it? It does. There's no doubt about it. The, the character of the place. Talk to me about where you went to college and who you wanted to be as a senior in college. What did you think your life would look like back then? Um, I was at University of Kansas, and I knew exactly what I was going to do with my life. Isn't that funny how God works <laughs> versus our plans? I went off to be a Jayhawk to play college golf. And when I was 12 years old, that's when I had this epiphany of who I wanted to be in my life. And it goes back, I call them moments of synchronicity or, or chance with a purpose. You know, God puts people in your path, experiences. And so as a 12-year-old, huge moment of synchronicity, I met my first fighter pilot. Steve Courtright, call sign Reno. This guy's like 6'2", walked out of the movie, The Right Stuff. And he was 40 years old. And I looked at him as a 12-year-old. And I'm like, you can be grown up and cool. <laughs> and he was like, yes, you can. And I'm like, first man crush, all in. That's so, what I want to uh, do. That's who I want to be. Yeah. And, and think about that in life, how often you're inspired to be like someone. And I think most people are. Like, I want to be like that person. And that pulls you along, that life energy pulls you along. And obviously I couldn't be a fighter pilot at 12, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I also wanted to be a golf pro. Mm. And for whatever it's worth, I'm a rare bird, only guy in the history of the world to put those two things together, but had no idea who, how God would combine those and went to the University of Kansas. Another moment of synchronicity, met my wife there, mm. who's the mother of my five daughters. Wow. Five girls. I know, right? God I, bless my, you. <laughs> yes, he has. Blessed are thou among women for all the Catholics out there. Um, then, you know, finished playing golf in, in college and went off to join the Air Force to become a, become a fighter pilot. So first of all, I'm the mother of, of three boys. So I can't even imagine what it's like to be the father of five girls, like the, the weight of responsibility, the weight of all that you want to show them, the model of who you want to be as they think of you as, you know, the ultimate guy. I mean, that must be a, a lot in addition to being a fighter pilot pro golfer. And it's it's funny. And I, and I think everybody kind of wants their, own, their same gender, maybe. Mm -hmm. But they've made me such a better person. Mm. 
How so? They're just, you know, I've no doubt that females, you can take this compliment, by far the superior gender. There's nothing <laughs> close. Well, that definitely um, is the right thing to say in your house. <laughs> yeah, but there's just nothing more heroic. And I watch their their spirit and the and the resilience that they have and also the softness. They capture both guardrails so much better than the typical guy. And I hope all the guys don't reach out and hate on me for this, but I really do. And they've just softened me in, in all the right places and just made me respect women and just how powerful um, that, that force is. And yeah, it can be challenging in my house occasionally, for sure. I know when to go to the golf course and just pitch out of the fight because there's not going to be an immediate solution. But I just love the walk with with all of them and can't imagine having any other thing but girls. I was I was built to be a girl dad. Now, do you think any of them will become a fighter pilot? You know, my youngest talks about it, but I don't know. Let me ask you this. What do you think are the three qualities necessary for being a great fighter pilot? I think the number one quality that we possess, and outside, I mean, it's... I'd say that's in a humble but but you you've got to be smart. You've got to have really good hand-eye coordination. You got to work well under pressure. But we have this unique ability to prioritize. And so you start training with 45 people, and you've all gone through this incredible process just to show up. And I'll never forget the first day of pilot training. The colonel comes in and says, Hey man, welcome to your dream. We're going to spend $8 million per pilot training you over the next two and a half years, but only 4.8% of the people will successfully complete this course to be a fighter pilot. Doesn't mean you won't fly something else, but less than 5% make it. And the defining characteristic of those 5% is our ability to take in copious amounts of information very quickly, decipher what is important in that information in the moment and then and then execute. So after you are a successful fighter pilot and you have honed that one ability that you just mentioned, where do you go from there? I mean, what yep. scratches that itch? What utilizes that quality to the same level? Or do you ever get there? Yeah, well, you know, I'm blessed I'm still flying. So 22 years. So you refine it. But your your ability to prioritize and, and move quickly, that cadence moves through your life. And I, I look at my life and what I learned as a fighter pilot has shaped me in such powerful ways from the ability to sit down and just get a lot of stuff done mm -hmm. on a daily basis, figure out what's important, what's not important. And my my life anthem that I learned, and this is a fun story, so it takes you like 18 months to finally get to the F-16. You go through undergraduate pilot training, you fly two jets, you graduate there, then off you go to the F-16. And like the big pivotal washout moment is your solo in the F-16 where you get four rides with an instructor and your fifth ride is by yourself. That's a $65 million jet, goes two and a half times the speed of sound, zero to 50,000 feet in under a minute. And I'm sitting in this jet all by myself after four rides with an instructor, obviously I flew it. I came back and landed And this epiphany changed me every day for the rest of my life. Hits me go before you're ready. Mm. And if there's like one 
strand of DNA, I think, ties greatness together in life. It's people that go before they're ready and know that you'll never have it figured out. But if you're not careful, you'll you'll plan the best stuff of your life away. Mm-hmm. And we all agree, man, it just goes way too fast. And I truly believe the way to live a full life that's passionate, that's impactful is go before you're ready and do it every day. And that is like the ultimate gift that I got from being a fighter pilot that I utilize every day in my life and pretty much every facet. So expounding on that, I know you're also a motivational speaker. Is that the theme of a lot of your speeches that you give is to go before you're ready? It's certainly one of the the stories I tell, but my, my big theme in life is that the common denominator of all humanity is, is struggle. I use the phrase, you are the sky, everything else is the weather. Weather is inevitable in our lives and how we react to that and how we react to the moments in our life that it's not going our way ultimately defines us. And as a fighter pilot, you know, fly one of the most powerful jets in the world, we take off into the wind and to translate late that in life for me i figured out long ago the challenge and resistance are not placed in your life to keep you down mm. but rather there to to help you ascend because mm. so many people when you run into a challenge you run into resistance you're like oh man this isn't the right path and i will tell you on total contrary to that that like the more challenging it is the more resistance you run into the more certain i am that that is the right path. And that's where the extraordinary stuff happens in our lives. I love that. I love what you, how you just, what you said and how you said it and the friction too, the friction that, that, that comes from struggle, right? The friction that comes from conflict or problems really does make us think in real time and make us better if we will let it, right? If we have the mindset that allows us to think through things, you mentioned that to go before you're ready. So let, let's, I just want to expound on that because it's such a brilliant idea. What do you say to someone who wants to go before they're ready, but is paralyzed with fear and feels like they need more information? What do you say to that person? No, I go before you're ready. I mean, it's, it, it's simple. Uh, you know, one analogy that, that we use in the fighter pilot business that I love, we, we wear these fighter pilot helmets and we have these dark visors on them and we call it dark visor down, but it really is, it's a powerful tool mentally for us because we close out all this external stimuli that is really scary, mm-hmm. right? When you're over a rack and people are shooting at you and all that, but it's not just from the outside, it's in the inside too. So when I put that dark visor down, it's it's closing out all these limitations and realizing that the only things that you can control in your life are, man, are, are you working hard and do you have a good attitude? Mm-hmm. And, and letting go of consequence and result, which is generally where fear comes from mm-hmm. and understanding that at the end of the day, we're not in control of those things. And that would be my advice to people that, you know, are paralyzed by the fear of what if that no one's in control and we are in control of going and dreaming and, you know, combining every day, you know, my Trinity every day I put together is, man, are you passionate about it? Are you good at it? And will it have an impact? Mm. And if you identify those three things, that's what you should be doing with your life, whether you're young or you're old. 
but for people that are like scared to go, are you passionate about this? Are you good at it? Will it have an impact? And I would say you have to go. You owe that to yourself. You owe it to humanity to go use your gift. We'll have more on this conversation in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm or your life, You can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com slash dine. To Dine for the Podcast is brought to you by Riazul Tequila, referred to as one of the best sipping tequilas on the market. It comes from the highlands of Jalisco, 7,200 feet above sea level. Riazul's agave has a higher sugar content, lending itself to a sweeter taste profile. If you are looking for a true sipping tequila with extraordinary depth after being aged two years in a cognac barrel, you'll have to try Riazul tequila. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. I do a lot of communications coaching and I try, I work with people who are deathly afraid of public speaking and when they have to have prepared notes and I try to get them off their notes, speaking in real time, basically winging it, which is sheer terror to some people. And I always tell them that like a little win is how you get really confident. One little win stacked on top of another little win will give you, confidence comes from actually being able to do it, right? And so I feel like what you're saying is if you can just get yourself to see that you can do a little bit of it, you can go to the next level. Couldn't agree more. Just the compounding interest. And we we hear it was in Atomic Habits made it popular, but it's the 1% better every day. Right. And people look at that and be like, wow, I can can eat that. Yeah. I can get 1% better every day. There, There is no dramatic leaps forward in life. Can you talk a little bit about Folds of Honor and how it came to be? Yeah, absolutely. Another moment of synchronicity. 
And this is what I alluded to earlier. My dream was to be a golf pro and a fighter pilot. And I had no idea how God would put those things together to send me on a trajectory that has become like my vocation every day working on folds of honor. So rewind 15 years ago, I get back from Iraq. A couple months later, I'm on a commercial airline flight going from Chicago here to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And we land in Grand Rapids, Michigan at 1130 at night, pulling up to the gate. And the captain comes over the PA and makes an announcement that we're carrying the remains of Corporal Brock Buckland, who'd been killed in Iraq. And his identical twin brother, Corporal Brad Buckland, is in first class and has brought him the 7,000 miles home. And I've seen a lot of bad stuff in combat. I've done three combat tours as a fighter pilot, and I compartmentalize those things every day as a lot of veterans, combat veterans do. But I've never seen this side of war. And that night, I, I watched the Buckland family in their darkest moment. It was his brothers, his parents, his wife, and his four-year-old son as Brock's American flag-draped coffin inched down on the cargo ramp. And the finality of that sacrifice hit me in a way it never had over the battlefields. Mm. So the ceremony, you know, finishes up and I stand up on the plane. And despite the captain's request, more than half the people had gotten off the plane. Wow. That's 1230 at night. Nowhere to go, though, except that blanket of freedom we'll all sleep under tonight, courtesy of Corporal Brock Buckland. And, you know, I felt the hand of God on my shoulder and he picks the least among us. And I certainly qualify there, but he picks the willing and called my wife. And in the spirit I, I mentioned earlier, go before you're ready, I had no idea you know, anything about a nonprofit or starting one or anything else. And, but we started Folds of Honor above our garage. We just went because it was on our heart. And our mission has been unwavering. That's given educational scholarships to spouses and children who had someone killed or disabled in combat. We've recently added first responder families to the mission. And we've awarded just over 44,000 scholarships since we started north of $220 million out the door. Wow. And like the affirmation for everyone listening is I'm not smart. I had no money. I had no idea what I was doing, but I listened to my heart and I went. And that's where the universe conspires for you. I'm convinced it's it's faith. And I witness God's hand on this every day. And, you know, his greatest command of the Bible, 87 times, take care of widows and orphans. And the way this organization touches people's hearts and minds. And it's just um, something I feel so blessed. And I've discovered like, it's the ultimate elevation of, of human consciousness that when you realize that you can't pursue happiness, success, I mean, it is something that ensues and only when you figure out that we're all here to help each other. That is the highest evolution of the consciousness. And God has given me that gift. And I was I was not that guy. We've all met do-gooders. You're like, oh man, that's a Mother Teresa. She's a do-gooder. I was saved from a very, a, a mode of wanting to accomplish all the time, you know, driven kind of materially and life and what do people think and all that. And over 15 years, the, the highest evolution of oneself is becoming a nobody. And I'm so proud to be a nobody on your <laughs> podcast um, because it's like, I figured it all out because it doesn't have anything to do with you. It's about helping other people on this journey. I know this is a long-winded answer, but I'm like so passionate about this because people are like, oh yeah, well, 
I'm not going to start a nonprofit. I don't have time. I've got kids. I've got jobs. I got all those responsibilities. So I'm going to distill it down to this, this concept I call divine echo. And it like wakes me up really early every morning. I get up early. I truly believe that, you know, you own your mornings, you win the rest of your day, get out of bed early. But divine echo is simply put like however you want your life to manifest itself, you're ultimately in control. You're flying that airplane and it's based on what you put out in the world. Mm. And God will echo that back to you. And I'm convinced it's a linear equation, right? If you want love, you got to give love. You want compassion. You want kindness. You want charity. You want positive energy. If you pump that out in the universe, it's coming back to you. Mm. It's the law of karma, right? Whatever you put out comes back to you with interest. So I'm fascinated. Take me from, you have the hand of God, you're on the plane, you have the idea from a nonprofit. What are the first three steps you take to actually making it happen? Now we wrote down our mission statement, honor the sacrifice, educate the legacy. So you got to know where you're going. Right. So we got a vector and then we turned to the game of golf. We hosted a little golf tournament. That's raised. where the golf came in. Yeah. So I'm a fighter pilot. So this goes back to like, what are you good at? Mm-hmm. Go, go do what makes sense. So I'm obviously passionate about it. My aptitude is in the game of golf. So I turned to the game of golf to ultimately make an impact. But we had 67 people show up at our first golf tournament. It wasn't some big windfall. We raised 8,500 bucks. That's still great. Yeah, it's still great, right? But it's like incremental. And that's what I want people to understand. There are no big steps. And then I was like, wow, everybody would love to do this. So I did. I approached the PGA of America, mm-hmm. which is this massive sports organization. I creeped around and I find find the president's contact information and I reach out to him. And I'm like, hey, I'm a nobody above my garage in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. But I think everybody would love to play a round of golf to honor our military and the sacrifices that they make for us to give scholarships to their kids and spouses left behind. He was like, you know what? That's an awesome idea. So I called him and so we 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 got some traction there, not without lots of headwinds, but we got this national event called Patriot Golf Days. And then I'll share one more for the art of the possible. The people will just laugh. So about six months later, I'm watching the Super Bowl sitting on my couch and a Budweiser commercial comes on. And I'm like, these guys are the best storytellers on earth. There's nothing more American. I wonder if Folds could partner with Budweiser. So I buy a ticket on Southwest Airlines three days later, go before you're ready. And I cold called Anheuser-Busch, like ring the doorbell at the brewery in St. Louis. No appointment, don't know a soul. And obviously the first meeting did not go very well. <laughs> and I did talk to someone, but they told me, hey, man, we get hundreds of requests a week from charities. You're a good American. You're a fighter pilot. Keep doing what you're doing. But this will never, never, never happen. There were three nevers in there. And so I went home and I told my wife I wasted 286 bucks going to St. Louis, but I woke up the next day and I'm like, man, our lives are defined by what we do and it doesn't go our way. I get it. And for me, it's a lot every day, I think more than most people. But what I did is I went back every six months for the next three years and I rang that same doorbell and I wouldn't go away until they said yes. And for the last seven years, we've been their official charity at Anheuser-Busch and they've donated over $24 million to Folds of Honor. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's just dissect that for a second. Obviously, you had the desire, the passion, and the fortitude to keep going. What conversation was it that got you to a yes? What relationship or what connection do you feel like got them to be so invested in you? Total Holy Spirit, not me. 
first and foremost, right? It's a total God thing, how he connects folds of honor to people. But the, the trigger point was I finally got a meeting with the CEO, a guy by the name of David Peacock and Anheuser-Busch. And that's a play that I've figured out in the nonprofit business. It's like, you got to get to the top. And it doesn't mean you can't socialize at the bottom, but for something to really get done, it's got to come top down. And so I chase the head of the snake um, <laughs> all the time because that's when they can expedite the process of making it happen. But it took me three years, so it wasn't like I really expedited. But I finally got to the right guy who was a believer in me and for the Anheuser-Busch. And I was still above my garage. For them to partner with some guy above his garage is just the only explanation for that is it, you know, it was a God thing. But to your point, I was resilient and kept showing up. And you must be in the fight to win this this game called life. And you're not going to do it sitting around your house. You've got to go out and get in the fight to win. I love that. You know, I always believe that when your why is strong enough, the how takes care of itself. And it sounds like from everything you've told me and the story you so beautifully shared on the plane, your why in that moment when you saw that flag draped coffin and the emotional effect that that had on you became your why. It sounds kind of cliche to say that that moment changed everything, but that moment solidified the strength of an idea that then came to be. When you think of where you want to take Folds of Honor, what is next for this, this organization? It's going to sound funny, but I don't have goals. I don't believe in goals. I, I mentioned it before, but I don't think you can pursue a goal. I think it a result is something that ensues. And I execute the same play every day, and I'm going to walk people through that. And I, I use this, it's an acronym called CABU, which is a fighter pilot acronym that stands for Ceiling Invisibility Unlimited. Okay. But for me, it has become so much more, like it's empowered my life in extraordinary ways and like feel so called by God to share its meaning, its application, its life expanding power with everybody I meet. And it's hard because people can't see, but it's a loop. I call it the Cavu loop. And it's got a couple things to it. But at the top of that loop is the word enthusiasm. So my favorite word, it's actually a derivative of two Greek words in theos. So in God. So that's where we get the fire in our hearts. Everything starts with enthusiasm at the top of the loop. And the next thing, which is the most important thing to remember, is routine. And people are like, oh, I want to be motivated. I want to be disciplined. Those are all byproducts of a life in theos and a good routine. And I live every day the same regardless. I might miss once or twice, but very rarely. And your routine and my challenge to folks listening, it's like the framing on your house. If you do not have a routine, you will never be disciplined. You will never be motivated on a consistent basis. And I argue that you're not going to accomplish great things in life. And for me, a routine is simply writing down what are your non-negotiables on a daily basis and ensuring that your life revolves around those. And I have a couple pillars in my routine that, again, I think are fairly ubiquitous with people that 
the world would define as success. I, I don't really care about success. Significance is way more important to me. Mm-hmm. And significance means you're impacting other people's lives. I mentioned the first one, get up early. If you own your morning, like you light your day on fire and that two hours getting out of bed earlier than you want, the first thing you do, it's got to be critical. It's got to be something you love to do. And for me, it's have a cup of coffee and get into the word uh, and start my day out right that way. Obviously, taking care of your body. I break up the day in the middle of the day from noon to 1230 every day. I give myself a break and I'm a big believer in meditation and I use the analogy. It's like if you redlined your car all day, how would it look after a year? And people just like get out of bed and then they just go until they fall face first when they get home. Huge believer in in meditation. And the last thing that on my list that I'm just sure people was like, you got to get to bed at a decent time because I've got a good friend of mine that runs a Virginia Performance Institute. He's a former Navy SEAL Team Six, and they actually do all of the physical max performance stuff for the SEAL team. So the Navy contracts these guys. And our health is broken into three categories. 60% of it is our sleep, 20% what we eat, and 20% working out. And you have to sleep. Uh, And setting yourself up for the right sleep on a daily basis so that you're ending your day in a way that you will win tomorrow. Remind me again, CABU stands for what? It's a ceiling and visibility unlimited. So it's those perfect steel blue sky days that are great days to fly a fighter jet. But I'm, I made this pact with myself years ago that every day is unlimited, regardless of the weather in our lives, where people are like, oh, man, today sucked or, you know, whatever it is. It, it doesn't. It, it just is. And that's, you know, I, I love that kind of philosophy of life. And there's a Buddhist term called dukkha, D-U-C-K-A, which translated is we all carry a cart behind us, which is our life. It's got all our stuff in it. It's got two wheels. One wheel is always out of round and just accept it and stop trying to wish your problems away, fix your problems. Cause more often than not, they turn out to be an O Felix culpa, which is a Latin term. My priest taught me, which is happy fault. Things appear to be messed up in the moment, but they end up turning out in a providential way. And so much of, of when you see problems as, as you said, it's something providential, they can turn out that way. If you choose to see it that way, really the control is yours, right? It only works if you work it, right? It only works if you yourself see it that way. Yeah. And it's not just acceptance for me. It goes back to that. It's about flying in the wind. I'm not just accepting that I'm going to have challenge and resistance. I am lighting the afterburner and I am heading right into it. And that's when you harness those moments in your life to ascend. Mm. You know, you have done a lot in your lifetime. I'm wondering, you know, as you think, you, you mentioned very distinctly that you do not set goals. What would you like your legacy to be? Yeah, that 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 I was a nobody. <laughs> my, you know, my legacy on on a serious note has nothing to do with me. It has to do with my five daughters, and you know, now the forty four thousand spouses and kids that we've sent to school, the stories that they go on to write. That is my legacy, and 
it's uh it's taken me a long time to to get to that place but it's this beautiful irony that i go from sea to shining sea sharing with people that the the ultimate evolution and this irony that when you reach out to help someone in life you're the one being helped and that's why we're all here and if everybody was just doing a little bit more of that we'd live in a very different world than we currently exist in Colonel Rooney, thank you so much for your time and talent. I've so enjoyed this past half hour. I really, really thank you for being on the podcast. Kate, I can't believe it's been a half hour. And (laughs) thank you of all the distinguished guests you have on this. Thank you for having a nobody on on the show. And I hope and pray that people will take one thing away that has a positive impact on their life moving forward. And you can, yeah. Find me out there in the social media sphere, but uh, people want to learn more. They can uh, check out Fly Into the Wind. That's the best next step if you've been inspired and check out the book and and dive deep into this life-altering concept of Kavu. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks again. Have a great day. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at To Dine For with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For, the podcast, American National, Lavazza, and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.